Welcome to the Help Club for Moms podcast. Each week we offer biblical encouragement and practical ideas to help you know the love of Jesus Christ more deeply and become the woman, wife, and mother you were created to be. We're so glad you're here. It's going to be a great day. Welcome to Mom Tips Tuesday. Hi there, Mom Tips Tuesday. (laughs) We're back. I love when we're back. We keep having these little hiatuses where one of us shows up and the other one can't, but <laughs> it's always nice to be together. I love doing I love, it. And I love being with you, Crystal. I always love, I always feel so encouraged and I love hearing about what you're doing with your kids. And it's really, it's really such a blessing. Mm-mm, thank you. And I mean, I feel like as we're coming into today, we're actually coming off of spring break, my little mm-hmm. family. And it's been a whirlwind of just a lot of lazing around and screens and we homeschool. So I feel so, and we had our co-op today. So that means I didn't have to homeschool at home, but tomorrow is the big day where we have to start everything again. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, can today just last for a long time? (laughs) So I don't have to do it. Oh, so we don't know where this Tuesday finds you. Maybe it was a hard Monday and you're kind of struggling to get into the swing of things this week or you've had a long week or a hard week, but just know that as a team where a lot of us are right there with you, we're feeling exactly what you're feeling in the, you know, in the long days of all the long years of mothering that are probably, Deb, you're probably going to think our, you know, you're going to say that's a blip. It goes by so fast. Right. But it feels so long. It does. It does. But we've been praying for you guys Mm -hmm. because really we're help club for moms. Moms are on our heart all the time. Mm-hmm. Our ministry is for moms, uh, for the everyday moments, all the little things, you know, the coming off of spring break moments, all that. Maybe you're entering spring break right now and you're kind of feeling that little bit of freedom. But um, yeah, we've been praying for you. So we just want to encourage you with that right off the bat. But today we've got four special mom tips for you. And we are going to be talking about... Uh, building your children up mm-hmm. and building your children up when, you know, I don't know that the world is exactly trying to go after this particularly. It's just what's happening in the process of where things are in our generation and lots of social media and screen time and all of this stuff. But um, depression is at an all time mm-hmm. high. Um, kids yeah. on medications yeah. for all sorts of things are, I mean, I just read statistics on this the other day and it's crazy. I mean, and especially from 2000 till now to, you know, 2023, it's just the increase has been super dramatic. And I think that, you know, it's good to address these things, you know, what could our kids, what are some things that could be missing and, or what are some ways we can be proactive as Christian moms trying to have Christian homes to build our children up, maybe in a culture that's trying to tear them down or tearing them down by default. Who knows? It's really hard. And we know that, you know, we want to tackle important and hard things here. And a lot of times, you know, this kind of stuff starts when your kids are little, like we have to start building foundations of building them up, even when they're tiny. So when they're tiny and listening to them and you know, whenever uh, I was a kid, I I know I've talked about it before, but I had such a 
just a hard upbringing. My parents divorced. My dad remarried a woman that didn't, she didn't love me and Mm. she didn't really want me to live in her house. And so um, I was very depressed and I honestly did not feel that I ever had anybody that really cared how I was doing. Mm. Like everything was about my parents because they were going through so much turmoil and then, you know, it, it was just a mess. And I was very, yeah. very, very depressed and uh, I just felt, I just didn't feel like anybody really cared. So when I became a mom, it was kind of like one of those, what is it? Uh, you, you, you said it before, never again or whatever, but I just yeah, didn't draw a line I, in the sand, draw right? a line in the sand and the spirit, yeah. like with God helping you. Right. It's like, yeah. we can't do it on our own. We have to have God helping us. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so by drawing a line in the sand and just saying, you know, God, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just praying and asking the Lord for help to make your children to feel uh, to where they are seen, they are valued, they are safe, they they do matter mm-hmm. and checking on them. And, you know, it's a hard world. And, um, and yeah. so, yeah, for sure. And so I'm glad that we can share these ideas on this podcast today mm-hmm. because it's, you know, it's, uh, it's just really, it's important. Our children need it. They're worth it. They're worth the time, the energy, so the it. everything. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, to that, a lot of times as moms, we get in an autopilot mode. Yeah. Okay. What am I making for breakfast? And then yes. what am I making for dinner? And then I have to yes. run the sport and then we have to go here. And then, you know, I've got to pack lunches for the next day and we've got to, I got to do a little laundry and you're in such an autopilot mode that sometimes we need these little reminders to tune into our kids' hearts. Yes. It's getting out of the you know, automatic little check your boxes mode and into a heart mode that is actually going to, you know, like you said, I mean, you just talked about your childhood and you didn't feel seen, you know, it didn't feel cared for and how important that stuff is. I mean, we think about just taking care of our our children's basic needs. They need to have roof over their head, their head. They need to have clothes to wear. They need to have food to eat, water to drink, you know? Um, But their heart needs to be seen. You know, it's wonderful that we can provide them those things. And sometimes we struggle to provide those things. Um, But, you know, I, my husband actually grew up in a home and growing up, they, they didn't have much money at all, but he did say, he's like, but my parents loved me. He felt so loved by them. And he would tell you he had a great childhood and they didn't have much. And so it just goes to show you how much that's, you know, or how important that really is. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, of course, all a part of God's design, like God cared for our hearts so much that he would even, I mean, we're anticipating Easter coming up, right. That he would even come here and love us in the way that he did to go through all he went through to get to the cross for us. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he would do it again. Like that's the kind of God he is, you know what I mean? And so thinking about him, I just think he's always cared for our hearts. He cares for our hearts every day. He wants more from us, He not more from us as in things to do. He wants us closer to him. He does. Day in yeah, our heart. I once heard the this quote and it was fantastic and it said the level of intimacy that God wants from us can feel awkward. Mm. He wants to be that close. He wants yeah. 
He wants us to talk to him about everything. He wants us to ask him questions, what to do. He Mm -hmm. wants us to ask him to show us our children's hearts when they're acting up. He, he, he wants us, he'll take it all. He loves it. He loves that intimacy with us. He wants it. I love that. I love that quote. (laughs) And, you know, even before we got on to do this podcast, um, my, one of my kids was sick and, and I was sitting there talking to Deb on the phone. We were kind of catching up, going to talk about the podcast. And I'm just looking at her and thinking like, she needs something from me right now. You know, I just kept looking at her thinking she needs something. So I just told Deb to hang on. And I said, do you need something, honey? And she's like, she's, you know, she's 12. It's not like she's some little, little kid. And she's like, I just really want to talk to you. And so this is going to make some of you laugh right now. <laughs> she said, I've been gone all day and my husband was home working, but, you know, was kind of checking in on her while she was sick. And uh, at the end, uh, she's like, mom, it's just, so I get off the phone with Deb. I say, I'll call you back and then we'll do our podcast. And she's like, mom, it's just that I'm so hungry and I need something warm to eat. <laughs> she was breaking down and I'm like, okay. And so he's like, I just want some fries. Can we can you just go take me to get fries? And I start laughing. I'm like, yeah, let's go get fries, Claire. You know, we could totally do that. So we hopped in the car and went to go get some fries for her and came home. And don't judge me for my sick kid snack. I just am oh, like, oh no, I think it's Claire, wonderful. So she, um, I'm not saying you were judging me, but you know how it is. So she, so anyway, she was so, um, she was so sweet, but she goes, mom, I knew, I knew if I told you how I felt that you would care about it. Oh and, like, my gosh. and she knew I would get her fries. Not because she was trying to manipulate me because she knew that I cared about her, you know, and she could tell me something silly like that. And it would mean something to me, you know, which is a gift to me. I'm so glad that she feels like that. But actually, I feel like, Deb, don't you think that takes us to our first mom tip? But I do want to, so remember that story. Mm-hmm. And do you want to pray for us really quick? Oh, yeah, I'll pray. So. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for this time to be together. Thank you for children. What a gift it is to be a mom. Thank you for our homes and honor of caring for children and our husbands if we're married. And Lord, we just pray that you would teach us something today that we would remember for the rest of our lives. Come Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So that was really our, so think about the Claire story. Okay. She felt like, I know if I go to my mom, she's going to care about me. <laughs> and um, we had a good laugh about it in the car. I'm like, you know, telling him, should I tell the person like the happy meal is going to make you happy <laughs> until you got here. But anyways, our Do you know, first- it's actually, well, wait, it's, it's actually a thing, right? Like, um, uh, what does it say? Laughter is good medicine, but oh. I feel like a happy heart is good medicine. And oh, if going yeah. to make a, a McDonald's run or a whatever run that you go <laughs> yeah. to for your fries, I think it's actually good for our hearts. Just a little thing, little, it's a thing. little thing that makes yeah. a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> well, when someone thinks about you in a little way that you weren't expecting or whatever, it goes a long way. It does. And our fir- our first mom tip for you today is to to build your kids up, right? That's what we're talking about is number one, help your kids feel safe and seen where that, you know, what Claire was doing for me today and just like, you know, revealing her silly little heart and what she really wanted. 
um, is a small thing and it's not some serious thing and deep, you know, maybe it's not like a depression issue or whatever, but she felt safe to kind of just break down about wanting a warm meal. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I would have done that growing up. I don't think that I would have thought, you know, like I would have felt a little silly, but she didn't feel like that. She felt good doing it. Um, And in the same way, I have my teenager who will come into my room late at night and be like, mom, talk to me. And I'm like, I do not want to talk right now. I am so tired. I'm so done with my day. And can't you see I'm laying down? I have my glasses on and I have a book in my hand and (laughs) I'm, I'm checked out, but um, she just wants to talk, you know, and she wants to connect with me and she wants to feel seen and she wants to feel heard. And so I have to put down my book, not every night, but some nights put down my book and just listen to her. And she Mm -hmm. says, you know, she'll say funny things like, I just want to tell you that I was having a really good hair day today. So it can be the oh little my goodness so cute and I'm like okay at 11 o'clock I don't feel like talking about your good hair day but you know our kids just they want to interact with us in those everyday ways I feel like they have room for that do you yeah. feel like that how was that with your kids oh yeah every night uh I mean I only have two kids so I know that when yeah. you have more kids it's harder But for us with only two kids, I would lay down in bed with them at night and just check in and see how their day was. So how, you know, and Mm -hmm. one time I I got to an issue of with my daughter where I asked her a question and I said, do you feel like the kids are, can be mean to you? And she, who never cries, started crying and Mm -hmm. she said she felt like they didn't like her and I got to really encourage her. And could you imagine carrying that around? Like, you know how we feel if, mm-hmm. if we feel like someone doesn't like us, or if we feel like, right. you know, we were left out or whatever, we'll talk about it. Right. But who are our kids going to talk to if not yeah. to us? Right. They, right. they won't want to talk to their friends about it because then they'll feel like they're silly, but knowing that they have us and they, they have our time, they have our energy uh, because it is our most important work. Being a mom is our most important work. Mm-hmm. Even uh, so I have, uh, so my daughter, she's so sweet. She's, um, she works really hard, like all moms do. And and they really just want to take just a little break. They just want a little break. And so mm-hmm. they're going to go to come your way to Phoenix this oh, weekend. Awesome. Yeah. They do. And like- uh, they, yeah. Huh? Yeah, they do good. like Phoenix. They've come. They love them. Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm going to take the little baby, the six month old for them. Oh my god. And then the other grandma's gonna take the two other ones. But my daughter knows that I I'll take the little baby. I'll always take her. And mm. I take I take all three kids for her on Wednesdays because it just me it means so much to her to have time, you know. It's yeah. it is exhausting having four kids under four. Or or I'm sorry, just she had three, three and under. So now they're four yes. and two and six months. So Oh my goodness. But I still have time for her. I still make her she's still my priority. You know, my kids yeah. are still my priority. The, yeah, that never that. goes away. Right? Not at it's all. It's just you're you're a mom till the very end. Till the very <laughs> like, end. That's yeah, right. It doesn't matter how old your kids are, they're still your kids and That's you want right. to make time for them. And and you know, I, I think that the safe and seen thing is really important. And you know, making sure your kids know that they have they have space with you. They have space to be silly and say silly stuff with you. They have space to say the serious things that are going on in their heart. Um, you know, my little girl sometimes is like, oh, you know, kind of that checking in at night thing. And maybe that's a little good mom tip for right now is just check in with them at night. 
Yeah. You know, while you're rubbing their back or singing them a song at night or just going in to say goodnight. How are you, honey? And mm-hmm. how was your day today? Is there anything you want to talk about? You know, ask them questions. And, you know, my little girl, she's she's seven and she'll be like, you know, well, this kid in, in one of my classes hit me today. I'm like, oh, well, why didn't you tell no. anybody? You know, but she, and she's like, I don't know. I just didn't. But, you know, she felt better talking to me about it in the moment. It's just, I think that check-in, just checking in with them, listening to them, giving them like a little platform and kind of thinking about that through your day. You know, if you can't have, if your life is busy, because we are moms, we're going to be busy. But if you can't have that like extended one-on-one time with them for whatever reason, or you're juggling a bunch of kids or life is just crazy, have a check-in time with each of your kids. And maybe you just have to be intentional to make it that little nighttime routine. Um, but make you know, you can make it sweet. You can be rubbing their back or doing whatever it is they like at night and just checking in with them. Cause I think they're vulnerable at night. In they a good are so vulnerable in a good way at night. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know what else? I think by checking in with them when they get older, they'll tell you things, they'll tell you their secrets. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you, you know, mom, yeah. when I was at my friend's house, they had alcohol. Or, you know, one of my friends is, you know what I'm saying? Like when they get older, they'll tell you these things, Mm -hmm. especially if they know that they're not going to be judged and they're not going to be condemned. And you're always a safe space. Like I I always talk about the story of my son. He was, um, he was 20 and uh, he got uh, an MIP minor in possession of, he had alcohol. And uh, it was so funny because he, uh, he was up at this lake near our house and he 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 had one beer in his hand and he just popped the top and he took a little sip and there's a big flashlight coming his way. Oh my gosh. The first time there, the first time. He was 20. He was 20. He was already yeah. 20 years old, but you can't yeah. drink, you know, where we live until you're 21. And so he got a a minor or maybe he was 19. I can't remember. Anyway, he didn't yet. And he came home and told me about it and mm-hmm. he had to, you know, and I was like, oh man, that must be so hard. And he goes, I know I have to go talk to the judge and I have to do this. And, you know, and he did the whole thing himself. He didn't ask for any money to pay for anything. He took mm-hmm. care of it. And I was just like, you know what, Jack, it's okay. You know what? We all make mistakes. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. Well, and this, <laughs> I have this verse and it's so good. And it says, Proverbs 16, 24, it says gracious words. So like what you just did for Jack, right? When you meet your kids right where they're at without judgment Mm -hmm. and just be gracious to them because they're going to mess up. Gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. Mm -hmm. And I heard the story one time of this rabbi because rabbis are great teachers of children. They're so good at teaching kids. So he went on stage, put this wax paper down. Have I told you this? Mm -mm. And he gets out this big thing of honey and he starts pouring the honey all over the paper. And he's talking about God's word and talking about how good it is and how sweet it is. And he said, and and the word even says that um, that God's word is like a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the body. And do you guys want to come up and try the honey? And so they're all going up there, taking little scoops of honey off (laughs) and, you know, eating it. And, um, but I love that story because he's trying to make the word alive. Right. And like, this is really what it's like, like come and taste and see that the Lord is good, you know? 
But when I think about it, our words have so much power, mm-hmm. you know, and it can be that sweet to our kids when we when we're met with some a way that could be a, a huge disappointment to us and we surprise our kids by being gracious to them. I think that making them that's like a key to helping them feel safe with us. Oh, so we're a good. safe person. I mean, I can't if you know and you're not scared of your parents all the time, right? You're going to feel free to talk to them. And if we're free to have a little, you know, we've got an ear with them, then we know that when they're having a deeper struggle, they're going to want to come talk to us in that time. And what parent doesn't want to give their kids advice when they actually really need it? That's you so know, good. I mean, it's, it's so important. So yeah. So number one, help your kids feel safe and seen to build them up. Uh, number two, we're going to say, help them remember their purpose mm, and just so talking, you know, with, with remembering their purpose, you know, I was talking to Deb about this and saying, imagine, uh, you know, and you've maybe even seen this before, but driving by a big, large building or structure that's being built. Okay. And you don't just see the plot of land one day, empty, you know, barren. And then the next day you drive by and a whole building is built and everything is done and it's beautiful and it's a work of art. That's just not how things go, right? When you're building and we're talking about building up our kids, it's it's a process. And we're building a, you know, first we have to lay foundation foundations. If you're watching a building being built, you're, you're laying a strong foundation. And in this case, that's us extending our faith to our kids, teaching them about Jesus, teaching them to have values and morals and faith and integrity and kindness and all these things. That's our foundation. Um, And then, you know, just because we have a foundation doesn't mean something beautiful is built on it. You know, then we've got to you know, get all of our, our wood and build a structure and a frame, uh, you know, a framework to kind of build upon. And even then it's not done, you know? And I think that sometimes we, we can grow a little bit just impatient with the process of building up our kids because <laughs> it feels really overwhelming and it. Some days it feels really slow. You know, maybe our kids are having like some kind of issue and it's a reoccurring issue. And we're like, when is this ever going to happen? <laughs> when are, you know, when is this kid going to stop struggling with this one thing? And, and it gets frustrating. And I told Deb, that's like waiting for the permit, <laughs> you know, on your building project, <laughs> like waiting for God to come in and intervene and speak to that child's heart because, you know, only God knows the timing that's right for that. Only he knows their heart and what's going on. And, you know, a lot of what we're doing is really trying to be patient in the process. So, um, so yeah, as we're, we're building, we're really helping them to remember their purpose. We're, we're really, you know, pouring in and building that foundation to say, did you know you're a child of God when they're feeling discouraged? You know, did you know how much God loves you when they feel like they don't have a friend? right? Did you know that God can be your friend? I mean, there's so many things that we can do in that way to build up our kids in helping them to remember who they are. And don't you feel like as moms, Deb, sometimes we have to remind ourselves of who we are to yes. remind us, help to our kids to remind them of who they are. 
Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. I was thinking about um, just how important it is to call our children to a higher level, calling them higher in the Lord's ways, calling mm. them higher to know that they were put here in this generation. Just like you, mom, you were put here in this generation for a reason. You yeah. weren't born in the 1950s, you know, with the little pearl necklaces and the little dresses <laughs> and everything and still having prayer in school, right? Uh, you weren't wow. born in the 1800s. You, you were born today. And so God has a special purpose for you being born in today's mm. generation. Well, the same thing goes for your children. Mm -hmm. And so talking to your children continually about that God has a purpose for them in this generation and that uh, they're going to make a difference for him. I always pray over my grandbabies that they'll be movers and shakers in the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And I love this scripture, Acts 13, 36. Now, when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep, which meant he died. So. Mm Yeah, that's what we should all hear. I love the new living. It says, after David had done the will of God in his own generation, he died. And that's what I want. I want to do the will of God in my own generation. And I'll die and I'll go be with Jesus, right? That's what we do as Christians. And so, Lord, uh, so I feel like we... We need to be calling our children to that standard, to that, you know, being higher Mm -hmm. in their own lives. You know, your goal is to do the will of God in your own generation. I mean, we are called to do that. We are called to occupy till he comes. And this Mm -hmm. goes for our children. And while we're waiting for Jesus to come back, we occupy. We occupy um, every area of culture. We train our children Mm -hmm. to grow up and to occupy. They're they're part of the culture that God has called them Mm -hmm. to. I love I love that because I think that I mean that that takes that makes me inspired, you know to go and just be on a mission for Jesus and remember that this is where he's placed me and you know, what's going on in my life or the circumstances of my life are not bigger than what God has called me to. I think we get bogged down in those circumstances, but he's called us to so much more and so much more that's so fulfilling and with him should be easy, you know? So there's so much within that. Um, and you know, I think when our kids see us doing this and, and think about kids, right. Even just like having this little, like reminding them of their purpose. I don't know why this came to me, but I just think about, there was one week on a Wednesday night that we were going to church and almost every one of my kids had invited somebody from the neighborhood to go with us. Oh, can we bring Maddie next door? And can we bring Vivian down the street? And Oh, mom, I want to bring somebody, you know, they almost like felt left out bringing somebody like everybody had to do it. Luckily we have a truck. And so we toted them all to church. And I was thinking like, oh, kids are the best. I would, (laughs) I am still intimidated sometimes to talk about my faith or to, you know, invite somebody to church. Right. If I think they're resistant toward that, like, well, it's hard for me to invite them to church and, and kids want to, they like challenges. They like living up to a calling. You know what I mean? They they kind of like, there's adventure in that. There's something different for them. And I think as we become adults, that's why Jesus is like, he wants us to have childlike faith mm-hmm. because it's so pure and there's not a bunch of judgment wrapped up in it. There's not insecurity in it. They just are free. And if their friend said, no, I don't really want to go to church with you. They'd be like, all right, want to play tomorrow? Yeah, we'll play tomorrow. <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's so, so true. Cool. And so, but reminding them, like you said, you you pray for your grandchildren, be movers and shakers, 
reminding our kids who they are in Christ, that God made them who they are with their personality, with all the things he built them with for his purposes, Mm -hmm. you know, and that you can't wait to see what God is going to do. You know, I feel like those are like the things we need to keep saying. I can't wait to see what God is going to do with how he made you. You know, it's going to surprise you. That is so good. So I think that's a really huge, just a very strong way that we can help build up Mm -hmm. our kids. Remind them of who they are. All right. So the third mom tip is to lead by example. Yes. So kids really need godly examples to be empowered. Yes. And to grow up and stay strong in the Lord. So, you know, what what do you think about this whole topic, Deb, of just the example? And I think it's a huge deal. I think if you don't want your kids listening to trash music, don't listen to it when they're when they're younger. If you don't want them to listen to it when they're teenagers. Yeah. Um, if you don't want your kids, I mean, just do what you want your kids to do (laughs) and uh, love what you want your kids to love. And if you Mm -hmm. want your kids to love Jesus, love Jesus yourself and spend time with him. If you want your kids to go to church, take them to church. If you want your kids to be respectful, like I'm telling you guys, it it is, it's so interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whenever, uh, if I've seen uh, people I know that uh, they were really negative uh, women towards their husbands uh, when their children were growing up and the, those, um, those little boys that grew up in that home, marry women that are just like hmm. the mom, his mom. Hmm. And so she can't get along with her daughter-in-law because, oh, she's so negative and she's so mean to my son. Well, you were mean to your husband, right? And mm-hmm. we definitely have to lead mm-hmm. by example and, and ask God for help to help us to be godly examples. And we are definitely going to mess up. Let me tell you, I, yeah. I still mess up all the time, but I, I, I try to say I'm sorry. And I, when my kids were growing up, I told them I was sorry and I need the Lord so much to yeah. help me. And I mm-hmm. think that's another good thing that our kids know that we need the Lord too. Yeah. And, you know, when we talk about being an example, I think it's an example of living out your faith and yeah. living out your faith is messy. It's yeah. not put together. <laughs> And that's such a misconception. And I was talking to somebody the other day and they were talking about how sometimes within the church, it's hardest for them to be vulnerable because they feel judged. They feel like people are going to judge them for messing up, which is so sad. But I've, I've thought the same things on different occasions. Like it's a place where you get dressed up in your best Sunday dress and you look nice and everybody looks nice. And how are you today? Oh, great. How are you? And you're doing good. And you know, there's, it's hard to get under the surface sometimes. And so I think that, you know, with that, we have to remember that living out our, our faith, it's all encompassing. It comes with everything. It comes with the good and the bad. So as a mom living by example, realistically is more like yelling at my kids (laughs) being like, okay, guys, I freaked out. I'm really sorry. I freaked out. I should not have talked to you like that. I'm asking God to, I am praying, right? And you should be like, you know, if you see the sin nature in yourself or the patterns that you fall into as a mom, pray into those things that God would help you with those, that he would help you to overcome those. 
and, you know, share that with your kids. You guys, I'm praying that God would help me with my anger problems. You know, that sometimes when you guys say certain things, I just lose it. And I don't want to do that, but that's what I'm doing. And I'm really asking God to help me. That's living out your faith in front of your kids. You know, it's not about perfection. It's not about, we're not saying moms, you need to go lead by example and make sure you never do anything bad because then your kids are going to do something bad. Like that would, that's unattainable and you can't do it. Amen. So, but being open and honest and transparent and, and then on the opposite end, you know, let's say you're having a great day and the Lord is teaching you things and he's downloading things into you. And you're like, I'm going to share this with my kids today. God, guys, do you know what God was teaching me about today? I was thinking about this and he was teaching me this. And then I saw this and gosh, God is so good. I can't believe how good he is. Let them see all the aspects of your faith so that they know that it's safe to live out their faith too. And that will help them to have like a very realistic and true and genuine walk with the Lord where they don't feel like they're coming into their relationship with him, feeling judged or condemned because that's not God's way, right? Um, they feel freedom walking with him. So I feel like that's a, that's a big part of our leading by example is being very real. That causes us to be vulnerable, but I think Jesus calls us to that. You know, I agree. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right. So just to recap, we said, help your kids feel safe and seen, help them remember their purpose, lead by example. And our last one is to just be patient. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so hard. Oh yeah. my goodness. It takes the patience of Job to raise children. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. It. Yeah. I can't. It's, I didn't, I don't know how much I didn't expect that. I don't think. I thought if I just did the right things, especially as a young mom, I thought if I just did the right things and put the right things in place, everything mm-hmm. would just fall perfectly in line. But I think once you live a little bit of life, it's mm-hmm. not like that. Our kids it's come true. with their own wills and their own personalities and their own strengths and weaknesses. And it's apart from us, you know, despite our best efforts or if we if we were the perfect mom, which not, not one of us is, but even if we were, we can't control that. You know, That's we can't so control good. outcomes um, and we don't want to, we want our kids to choose Jesus because they chose him yes. or to choose to do the right thing because they felt it in their heart that it was the right thing, not because we told them to do yeah. it. Right. Um, but honestly, the waiting game in, in parenting is really hard, especially if your kids are really struggling, you know, mm. you've got behavior issues going on. You don't want to wait another year or however long it's going to be for that change to happen. So I think that that that's something that we, you know, as moms, we should really pray into is just the patience we need for that day. Like, yes, Lord, that's I so just good. need the patience I need for today. Yeah. I can't think about tomorrow. I can't think about next year. Just give me the patience I need. <laughs> and I uh, talk in my birthing classes about, we talk about having contractions and, you know, I, I always joke. I'm like, if I tell a mom, all right, well, you're going to be, and she's in labor, right? So she's feeling pains, right? Which would be comparative to us feeling the pains of a behavioral issue that we're having with our kids. We're in it. We feel the pain. We're feeling it. We're right there. And if I tell that mom while she's in labor, 
okay, well, you only have about 24 hours more of this. Oh, she is going to lose it. <laughs> like, I, I can't do that. There is no way I can handle this. I'm checking out. I'm going to, you know, whatever. I'm out of here. I don't even, I don't even want to do this, you know? Um, but if I tell that mom, and if this has happened, I, I'm a doula, so I go to birth with moms too. And I, I tell her, I, if I tell her, um, hey, I just need you to breathe through this one contraction. Just this one. And when this one is over, you can have a break and Ugh. you'll rest and you can close your eyes and you can sleep. You can do anything you want. Just breathe through just this one. And she'll say, okay. But before that, she will be asking me, when do you think this is going to be over? I don't think I can do this anymore. And she has like those really desperate questions because labor is really hard or dealing with kids' behavioral issues or whatever their issues are, teenage issues. I mean, toddler issues, tantrums, it's really hard. And so sometimes you just need the patience for that one moment. You need to, zoom, you know, don't be zoomed out to say, am I doomed? Is this how my kid's going to be forever? I, this is never going to be better. It's only getting worse and you're making it so big. We sometimes we have to, you know, kind of compress it in and make it small and into just one small moment to say, Lord, just give me the patience I need for this moment. And he's faithful to deliver. So, you know, I think that that is our, our, one of the biggest ways you can build up your kids is through your patience with so letting good. them be immature children. They're <laughs> children not little adults, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. They're not little adults. So mm-hmm. we have to ask the Lord for that patience and, um, and we have to kind of narrow that patience down yes. to so being good. a time sentence of anything mm-hmm. of whatever's going on in life. That's so good. I was going to so, say this one last thing. Yeah. Uh, my son, Jack, so we would always tell him, oh, don't do that till your frontal lobe grows in. Don't do this till your frontal <laughs> lobe grows in, right? Because it's 25 years old and, uh, you know, and he said to me, because uh, he's 20, how old is he? He's 26. And he goes, mom, I can tell a difference now that my frontal lobe has grown in. <laughs> he oh, actually I really mellowed oh, out. He, really chill. Wow. And uh, he could tell me that, uh, that he, he was so happy his frontal lobe grow, grew in. So tell your, <laughs> tell your boys, don't do anything until your frontal lobe grows in. This <laughs> is a funny thing to think about, but and being even patient. To, right. Even to, as your own, as a mom to when you're in that moment with, if it's a boy, right. Your, your, your little boy and he's being irrational and crazy and just out of control, be like his frontal lobe hasn't grown in. <laughs> it's like you, you have to remind yourself, like yeah. finding him and reminding yourself that, man, this brain is just not fully developed yet. It is not developed. And this is, I'm just, sh- I'm just getting the consequence of that right now. Mm-hmm. And eventually it will be grown in and he's going to be a different man, you know, a different boy. Um, but <laughs> we might need that encouragement too. Oh yeah. And uh, whenever you have boys, Boys, I think, are honestly harder when they're going through hormones than girls. And also, mm. a little tip if you have a, a heavy set boy 
So my son was on the obese scale. I'm talking a lot about Jack today. Um, he was on the obese scale. Hey, Jack, shout out to Jack. Hi, Jack. Yeah, poor Jack. My mom talks about me all the time. He's such a good sport, he's though. He's such a good kid. Oh, my gosh. we He's a wonderful human being. I just, I can't even believe we have him uh, and our daughter, too. So he... He was really, he was on the obese scale when uh, he mm. was all throughout his teenage years. He had moobs, you know, uh, mm. you know, and, uh, you know, he had moobs, moobs. they call them man boobs, moobs. <laughs> so he, he kind of blew through that at first and then I realized yeah, it's man boobs. And, uh, but then, you know what? I kept saying, Jack, I, and I felt like this from the Lord, you're going to grow. You're going to grow. You're mm. going, you're just bulking up before you grow up and be this big, tall, handsome dude. And do you know that boy grew when he was 18? And my doctor also told us too. I mean, and and, and I would also be like, Jack, you got to stop eating all the sodas, stop eating all the candy, you know, moderation. Yeah. Mod- we talked about moderation all the time with Jack and Christy, right? All of us, you know, yeah. we all, we all talked yeah. about that, but, uh, but he did grow and, and his, and moves, he's, and his moves went away. <laughs> and so he doesn't have moves anymore. And so he's an extremely attractive guy. Oh, and, he's uh, very cute. And he is cute. tall and he completely he's shot up four. and is a hundred percent not obese. Yeah. He's yep. just like a, yeah, no, but I didn't tell him like if he had so hip his... and fun and cool he and is. just, I yeah, I feel it. like that's a good word for somebody today yeah. who feels discouraged about where their teen is. Don't you think? Yeah, I do. Don't tell him. Okay. So I never told Jack, oh, you're so fatter. I never said, oh, should you be eating that? I didn't say that. I never said those things. I just showed faith that, you know, he's going to get it. He's going to slow down on the sodas. You know, hey, I know that you, okay, you know, we slow down on the sodas. I know that you you want to take care of yourself, whatever. But I just never was like, I never let, I never let on like I was worried. I, I just really felt like God wanted me to trust him through that as well. Well, and you were building him up. You weren't tearing him down for what he had going on. You were building him up. I mean, it's seriously exactly what we're talking about today. Yeah. Guys, this isn't scripted. We don't even know the stories. Yeah. (laughs) This podcast. So everything you hear is in the moment. Um, And God, you know, works in wonderful ways because that's a testimony to everything we're talking about. And I know that you were so good at that. And he didn't feel, I mean, that would make him feel unsafe. Oh, yeah. Embarrassed or insecure. And, you know, and let's say if you are, if you, you're sitting here thinking I have done that and I feel guilty that I've said that to my kids or whatever, tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow's a new day. Yeah. You don't have to do that anymore. Uh Uh-uh. And God will help you. Mm -hmm. Um, God loves our words. He loves when we build and not tear down. Yeah. But you probably shouldn't say, oh, I'm sorry. I called you fat. I mean, (laughs) maybe we just shouldn't. Maybe just, well, I don't know. What would you say, Crystal? Maybe just don't say anything. I think just flip flip the script. Flip the script. Flip the script. Yeah. Flip Flip the script. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Just flip it. Say something new. Start a new journey. Start a new path. Um, And start building some life. And they might just forget about anything else you said. It's you true. know, because they have man, memory loss. <laughs> Thank God. All these great things. And I feel really good about it. And I feel so good about myself now. And I really feel like mom looks at me different now. And there mm-hmm. could be so many things that happen just from you flipping the script on them and doing it on purpose to build them up. So that's so good. Oh, 
and Jack is a testimony. We should just he post is. a picture of Jack. Just kidding. I know. <laughs> he Jack. would love that. He always felt inferior in sports. I mean, he, oh. he had a hard time with everything. He did get his second degree black belt. He stayed and uh-huh. you know steadfast and got that. But yeah. it was really hard for him. And now he's the bell of the ball, meaning he's got so many friends. They love yeah. him. He loves all of his friends that are heavy set. Like he's got so much sympathy uh-huh. for anyone who's struggling with their weight or their uh-huh. or the or their uh, image or body image. He's got so much sympathy for people. He's so kind about that. He is very compassionate. Yeah. Yeah. Very compassionate. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, this was fun. It was fun. We hope you guys had fun with us. Yeah. (laughs) I feel you. I feel all of you here in spirit with us. I know. I love it. Great. Um, Do you want to pray? pray. Yeah. I'll pray. Um, And I just want to say that you can. I can, and we can build up our kids in Christ. Amen. We can do it with God's help and they can, um, they can go out and serve God's purposes in their life and be empowered because their mom said so. Amen. (laughs) That's so good. Power in our motherhood. It's beautiful to be a mom. We have a wonderful, unique privilege that nobody else gets to speak into their hearts in certain ways because we made them. Maybe you didn't make yours and that's okay too, but you have nurtured them their whole life. You have that ear, you have that space and don't ever be fooled to think that you don't so you have it and, um, and your words can change their life. So build them up. So, so I'm going to pray for us. And I'm not talking okay. to you. I'm talking to me too. Oh, I mean, this is a message yeah. for myself. So, all right, I'm going to pray. Lord, I just thank you so much. Thank you for always downloading messages into the deepest parts of our soul. And God, when we ask you for help and when we ask you for wisdom, and when we ask you to illuminate to us, what's going on with our kids? What do they need? What do I need to see? How, do, how can my child be safer with me? How can I help them remember who they are in you? How can I lead by example? How can, can you please show me how to be more patient with my kids just in the moment I'm in? God, you are so faithful to always deliver. You love to help us. You said that your Holy Spirit is our helper. And you said too, that you had to leave. You had to leave and go back to be with the father so that you could send your spirit to us. You wanted that you wanted us to have that help. And you didn't want us in the form of a man, in the form of Jesus. You wanted it in the form of the spirit that lives inside of us. And we have access to that every single moment of every single day. We have it throughout the night. If we have anxiety, we have your spirit all the time. God, help us to not forget it. The world wants us to forget it. The evil one wants us to forget the power that we have inside, the power that gives life-giving words, the power that builds up our kids, that builds up our family, the power that builds up our own soul as a woman and as a daughter of Christ. And so, Lord, we just take that back today. We remember the power that we have, and we remember that we can build up, that you, God, are in the business and have always been in the business of building up and never tearing down. So God, we just, we, we take that from you. We're going to take that baton. We're going to keep it going and we're going to build something beautiful in our homes for you. And we just praise you, God, for all the wisdom, all the love over all of our lives and all that you've done. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. This was really fun. All right, guys. Well, we will see you next week. But don't forget, check out our mothering kits. Mothering kits. Go to my health club. Yeah. You're going to hear a little thing at the end that says there's a waiting list, but there's no waiting list anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It gives you a little snippet. We're going to change it. Um, But they are live. Guys, this mothering kit is going to help you. Everything we've talked about today, everything, it's going to help you do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has got hope and help for moms. Every major area that you have to deal with as a mom, um, we've put in that mothering kit. And the mothering kit are monthly tools for you to love your children, disciple them to grow up and love Jesus. Um, it's help for your marriage. It's help for your own spirit, help for your soul. We have mentoring Deb and Mary Jo mentor us every month in our breakthrough session as our older, wiser moms who have paved the path and who have wisdom to share. They mentor us every single month in our breakthrough portion. We have wor- a worship set for you. Um, we've got build your home. Make your home a place that Christ dwells. Here here are some tips. Here are some tools for how to do that. And that goes straight to you every month. So go to myhelpclubformoms.com and sign up to get, you can get a free 14-day subscription. Mm -hmm. So if you just want to go look around, great, go do it. We want you to see what we have for you there. So go do it again, myhelpclubformoms.com. And we just really hope you join us there. That's kind of our big thing we're doing in our ministry right now. And we would love to see you there. Yes. Thank you. And we love you guys. And we pray for you. We think up ideas for you all the time. We do. It's like, what can we do next? There's not even enough time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So have a wonderful week, guys. And we love you. And we'll see you next time. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.